I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. I'm Sam Balter, the host of the show Weird Work, and this is OPP. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP, Other People's Podcasts, America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Sam Balter, host of the amazing podcast, Weird Work. This podcast presented by HubSpot is a reminder to us all that not all of us are meant for a nine to five. Weird Work celebrates the folks who pursue their passion and made a living, no matter how weird it might sound. In this interview, we get to learn more about Sam, his role as marketing manager of podcasts at HubSpot. We talk the importance of podcasting as a marketing tool for companies. We get his podcasters picks. And of course, we get into his dope show, Weird Work. So allow me to introduce you to my good friend, Sam Balter. My man, Sam, what's going on, bro? Not much. Doing great. How you doing, Corey? Dude, life life is fantastic, man. It's another beautiful day in Brooklyn, baby. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Yes, you are, you are Sam Balzer, not to be confused with the 1960 Olympian. Not not Jewish basketball player, champion, future <laughs> sports announcer. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're definitely. He's the only other famous Sam Balter, I think. I'm not as famous as him yet. I hope I don't know if I ever will be. No, <laughs> no, no. That that should be the life mission. <laughs> Just bump, beat beat the other Sam Balter on on Google search. That yes, that's it for me. Yes, bump him down a notch. <laughs> First of all, want to say. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out uh, to me earlier, and I love your show. Like thank I, you. lo- I, I get so many uh, uh, people now reaching out and telling me about their podcasts, and I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, let's do an interview. <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, this is a great concept. This is a great host, and I love everything about your podcast, man. So, so. oh, thank you, I appreciate that, man. Well, I, I saw that you have a background in marketing. Yep. Uh, so tell me your your role, maybe where you're from, and how that led you to. Uh, your career in marketing. 
Yeah, I uh, it's been like kind of a windy, windy career towards marketing. Um, I gr- I went to college. I graduated in 2010, like right into the middle of the financial crisis. Uh, and then I took this job working in finance doing research. So I wrote research uh, about mining companies and stuff like that. Totally out there, bizarre thing. Started really not liking uh, like working in finance and working in like stocks and things like that. And then so I was like, I got to do something different. I got to do something creative, like something that lets me like flex my muscles where I can keep writing and keep being involved in like growing audiences and stuff like that. And then so I found myself like kind of hustled my way into this job of just being like, I'll take anything. I'll do any marketing that there is. I think this is good for me. And then since then, I've just kind of been building up a career from like, working in small tech companies to now working at uh, HubSpot, which is a large tech company. HubSpot is major. So tell the listeners uh, about HubSpot and what HubSpot is if they don't know. Yeah. So HubSpot is a company that sells marketing, sales, and customer service software primarily to like small and medium-sized businesses. Um, So it's been around for about like 12 or so years now. And it's like, it's become like a very great place to work. It's really awesome. We write a bunch of content. We have a bunch of podcasts. So it's a really fun place to work. You know, I live here in New York City. I've been talking to all my friends who work uh, for major corporations, and I'm telling them, dude, there should be a podcast division. You have people doing your social media. You should have a division specifically for podcasts to make a podcast for your company. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're, you've done this for HubSpot is absolutely amazing. Like, tell me how that came to be that you were going to create the podcast for HubSpot. <laughs> So HubSpot has been podcasting for a few years. They had like one show, the growth show, which is like your kind of your standard thought leader, uh, thought leadership, businessy podcast, you know, like interviews with founders, interviews with interesting people, um, authors, stuff like that. And so they've been doing that for a few years and they looked at the podcast and they're like, this is great. What, what can we do as a new show? Like, what would be a new show that we could start? What's something that would be more mass appeal? So that's when they started doing uh, Weird Work. And they were like, they had this idea, this concept for the show, Weird Work. They needed to find a host. I applied for hosting that that show. And then from there, it's like Weird Work, you know, got on to a noteworthy. Weird Work started getting a bunch of downloads. It started getting some nice traction. And then they were like, okay, let's let's start building this out. Like, how do we get more shows how do we do more stuff so it's been like it's definitely been a struggle and sometimes to like fit podcasting into the rest of a company's marketing it's a little bit different it's a little bit weird um but it's like as we've done it we've not only like built out that show but we're starting to like empower other people within the company to make their own shows to talk about what they're doing so like we had you know like our our human resources team decided to make a a podcast about like company culture and stuff like that and other people are making ones that are like chat cast style shows and things like that so like we've started to see like oh my god you could be creating all these different shows and you could enable like all these people to make such like interesting and unique content so we've been building it up over time as like trying to get credibility to the medium for brands because brands are like companies are a little hesitant right now i feel like to jump into podcasting in a big way what is the importance of of podcasting and what what it's provided to hubspot yeah so i mean i think like anything else you could look at it just like reach 
you know, like more people, all this other stuff, like more people finding out about the company um, is a good thing. So that's like one, that's like table stakes, great. But like, it also becomes this way where we could build partnerships with other companies. You know, we could associate ourselves with big brands and stuff like that. Um, and we could also do a lot where it's actually driving core business results. So like we could do things where we can see that it's actually driving people to like, go visit HubSpot, learn more about the company, learn more about what we do. And so when you look at it like that, it's like checking off all the boxes. It's getting us in front of new people. It's reaching new audiences at a different time. Like it's not the same time that people are like reading blog posts or watching webinars or something like that. It's creative. It allows us to do shows like Weird Work where it's like a little bit off the beaten path. And it shows like a lot of kind of uh, helps improve like brand affinity. So people like the brand more. They have more of a relationship with it. Like the way I think about it is like people want to engage with people who they spend time with, right? Like the more time you spend with something, somebody, you, the more you feel like you have a relationship with them. And when you look at a podcast, that's like one of the last forms of like long form communication left. You know what I mean? Like everything yeah. else is like short. It's like tweets, Facebook posts, like even a blog post is like two or three minutes to leave. E even, even music now. Yeah, music is getting shorter. Like everything is getting shorter except podcasts are like, like way long form in comparison. So when we look at it, we're like, oh, this is awesome. Like this is, this is an engagement that's just like unmatched across any other channel. So like that's sort of some of the ways that we look at it, but it's still new to us. Like it's still new to a bunch of people and a bunch of brands of like, is this working? It's hard to figure out at first. Like it takes time. Like, you know that, like it takes time to build an audience. Um, but it's like, it's a great way to connect with people. And I think that's the main thing. Um, what has this done for like for company morale at HubSpot? I know that one, one thing, for example, um, let's say for Apple, you know, Tim Cook or Steve Jobs is the singular voice that comes out of those companies. Yeah. Um, but what has this done for company morale to know that, wow, my company allows me to be a voice as well or be a voice for an issue that I particularly care about also? Yeah, like for us, it just... I definitely like that. I didn't, I didn't even really think about that, how like so much of our stuff comes from like the executives and, and like from, you know, PR and press release, things that are like very, uh, you know, very tailored, very like specific. They serve like a really specific purpose for morale. People are excited. I have to turn people away more often and tell people not to start a podcast than I do to have to encourage people to do it. Like, because people are coming to me like every week, like, oh, we got this idea. We got this idea. This is incredible. So like people, it's more like holding back the floodgates of everybody wanting to start a podcast versus like, like having to pull teeth to like get people on the shows. Has it been able to bring revenue to HubSpot? Um, as a revenue stream. Yeah, so that's something that I was really interested in. Because um, when you look at podcasts like versus other marketing stuff, it's like you could put an ad on Facebook and you could see like how many people saw it, how many people clicked on it, how many of those people turned into customers. Like it's super easy. But like a podcast, you kind of lose that connection, right? Because somebody has to like go to a link, do something, you know, whatever. So one of the things we did was we started by running ads within our own podcast, right? So we started running ads on Weird Work for HubSpot Academy, which is like free courses and education. And 
when we saw how many people listened to an episode versus like went to that specific link and signed up, it was performing at the same level or better than Facebook or search ads. So for us, and it was like, to me, I was like explaining to people like, yo, I bought a Casper mattress, you know, like I bought, like I own a Casper mattress. I never went to like Casper.com slash hello from the magic tavern. So like, like I never, like I never did that, but I heard about it on podcast and I went there so that we could show people like even people going to the link. Like, and following the specific link, that performs well. There must be a huge chunk of people on top of that who have no idea about the links, who are not following it, who are also signing up. So, like, we've seen, and we also see, like, some people from, like, sales will be like, oh, you know, this pro, you know, this person heard about us from the gross show or something along those lines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we get, like, anecdotal evidence, we get a little bit of data, and then we get some just, like, I, I feel like it's a, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get to your podcast, Weird Work. Perfect. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sam, we back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to be back. So, so Sam, uh, tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? For me, the first time I discovered podcasting, I had known about podcasting for a little while, but I was working at this place called uh, My Place Cafe in Delhi in uh, Portland, Oregon. And I was the guy who stood on the street and held a sign. Um, you know, so like I would sit there like for hours every day holding a sign and then somebody and I was like running out of music to listen to. I had been calling people all the time during work. So I'd like call my mom and my brother. I'd call friends, friends from home. They were sick of hearing about me. And somebody was like, oh, you should start listening to podcasts. So I started listening to like Mark Marin initially. That was probably the first thing I started listening to like every day sitting out on the side of the street holding, you know, like waving a sign around. So that was my first intro to podcasting. Uh, at that point, did you think to yourself that you would want to start a podcast yourself? No, I no, not at all. Not at all. Like I I just thought it was weird. Like I thought the whole <laughs> thing was weird. Like like I didn't know like I was like who is this guy Mark Merritt and like why are all these celebrities talking to him in his garage? Like I did it. Like I fundamentally didn't get it. And then, like, I sort of got, like, okay, there's him, and then there's, like, NPR, and, like, okay, there's This American Life. I get that. Those are already shows. I can't do that. Like, there was no, in my mind, I was, like, never going to be a journalist doing things, and I had no idea who the hell, like, how Mark Baird built this thing. So I was just like, oh, this is just cool that it exists. No thoughts of actually doing it later on. <laughs> uh, so, so for folks uh- – who have they probably have an idea of just from the title of what weird work is about but give me the elevator pitch of what weird work is about 
So Weird Work is a show where each week we interview people who have left kind of your traditional nine to five jobs to pursue their passions, no matter how weird those are. So those those jobs that we cover are things like uh, professional cuddler, uh, international pizza consultant, hand model, um, you know, Lenny Pickett, who's the Saturday Night Live band leader, like all of these kind of like weird jobs. Uh, you mentioned earlier that um, there was like an audition or a process for you to be the host of Weird Work that HubSpot was already kind of in the works of, of making. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, what was the inspiration for them to create this show? The the inspiration was something that was going to be more mass appeal, right? Like something that was going to move slightly outside of your kind of normal business podcast and try and break through. Like we wanted something that was going to be a little bit more breakthrough and we wanted something that like touched on – I guess like a really kind of core part of everybody's day where sometimes you just sort of wonder or fantasize about other jobs, like other things that they could be doing. Like the first, the first, uh, kind of, you know, trailer for weird work all focused on like, Oh, don't you hate telling people what you do for a living? Like these are <laughs> like, these are people who are excited to tell you about what they do for a living. Cause it's awesome. And so it's like, that was sort of, I think the initial thing was like hit on that feeling of people who are like excited about their jobs and who are like pursuing this passion. And it's mass appealing because it's a passion or it's a thing that you might've never heard of or might not know anything about. Uh, dude, you are so, you know, my, for myself personally, I come from a background of, you know, kind of being in front of the camera. I was a rapper and, you know, songwriter. So I have, you know, experience being on stage and, you know, stepping into a podcast wasn't that big of a transition for me as far as asking questions and being a personality. But for yourself, mm -hmm. being a background, being in the background and doing marketing, how did you discover your voice? You're a tremendous host. Uh, how did you discover your voice and, and you know, develop those skills so quickly? Uh, like, I think I'm a loud, argumentative person in general. Like, like I love, I love getting into it, joking with people, being like, uh, a little bit silly, a little bit over the top. And I think that's always kind of played in my favor. And I've actually, it, there's been ways that I've ended up getting in front of crowds of people sometimes and, you know, like writing jokes or like emceeing events or things like that. So I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I, I think I could like actually interview people. I don't understand how it would be much harder than just having a conversation. That was stupid. That is way harder. <laughs> like, 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 that. like I thought I was like, I just thought like, I'm a conversational guy. Like I, I'll talk to anybody, you know, like I'll talk to anybody. Like I'll strike up convos with people on the bus or at train stations. Like I'm that person who's like, Oh, this weather. And then like 20 minutes later, we're talking about something completely different. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. It was hard harder to like learn how to interview people that was tough <laughs> yeah uh, how did you learn how did you learn that skill and, and and what's necessary to become a good interviewer i don't know if i am a good interviewer or not somebody that i really uh i admire their opinion said something that they were like sam isn't really an interviewer he just is a fanboy for these people with weird jobs like, <laughs> 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 like he's not really an interview. He's just like super stoked to be talking to these people. And when they said that, I was like, oh, that's great. That's what I'll do. 
I'm not gonna be like like I would read. I read books on it. I listened to a bunch of the turnaround. Yes, uh, the, yeah, that, yeah. Like that, I li- that inspired me. That inspired, that inspired me. me. I, I started going back and I'd start listening to old episodes of different shows, and I would like write down notes about like stuff that I liked. I'd be like, oh, you know, like he pauses or he doesn't pause or he like this is how he asks a question or this is how he like gets a simple question then uses a jumping off point like interrupting people that was something i had to like learn like from listening to the news like how do you do that and so like i would just take like copious amounts of notes and then like each interview i would just be like i'm gonna focus on one thing that i'm gonna try and learn how to do better in this interview for me the first thing was like not asking multiple questions in one question, that's one that I like still struggle with where I'll be like, oh, you know, Corey, how long have you been doing OPP and how has it changed your perspective on things? Has it gotten better or worse? Like that's three questions. Like that's way too, too much for you to answer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm glad that we had the turnaround in common because yeah. the turnaround inspired OPP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The turnaround's amazing. Like it's a great show. And it's like it was so helpful to listen to. And like when I listened to... Uh, like Louis Theroux was on there and he's like he has the uh, this documentary series called Weird Weekends which to me is like a huge inspiration for for the work that that we do on weird work it's like like I loved what he said about just being okay with people and like just letting people talk even if you disagree with them and all that stuff it was just like incredibly inspiring stuff to me Sam I I one thing that I love the beauty of interviewing uh people is that I learned so much uh, from people from OPP and from Silent Giants from interviewing. Um, what have you learned about your guest um, from doing the show? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, like th- through weird work, you learn like a bunch of fun facts. Like you learn like you can drink a pint of acid and you won't die from it. You can learn like fun facts like the human body is like two cups of ashes once you cremate it. Something along those lines. Like lots of fun facts. But for me, it's like I didn't realize fully how how bad people perceive weird to be. Um, because sometimes we've reached out to guests and they just don't want to be on the show because it's called weird work and they don't want to be stigmatized as weird. And I think one of the things that I've learned throughout the show is like that, like these, there's nothing really weird about what these people are doing. Like, even if you're, you know, like a, if you write monster erotica or something like that, it doesn't mean you're a weird person. Like this guy wrote monster erotica as a way to like get money to help his mom who is sick. Like people are having these like very real problems, very like real stuff they're going through. And sometimes like they get pushed into this category of weird and they don't want to be there. And so for me, it's like from the show, like I just only gained more and more of a appreciation for people who have gone off and just do their own thing. Like that's been like so key to me is like these people just do it. They just go out and they figure it out themselves and they carve out their own little like niche in the world and there's nothing wrong about that. And there's nothing like weird in the bad sense, you know, like, yeah, it's hard. Like, cause some people have just like, I remember one, we had a voodoo priestess, which is like um, more commonly called voodoo. 
And she had said, like, I'm not going to be on this show because there's nothing weird about what I'm doing versus, like, a Catholic priest or somebody else. Then she, like, listened to a few episodes and she was like, okay, I see what you guys are doing. I'll be on the show. And so, mm. like, and so, like, overcoming that, I think, has been, has been hard. I didn't expect people would be so against that term, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my, my background is in music. As a songwriter, everything that I do and every song that I write is with intention mm -hmm. and it's with the intention of either to strike some type of emotion. So whether it's to make you dance or make you cry uh, or to set a mood, right? Like if it's a rainy day, I want you to play this song. You know, what is your intention? Um, what is your intention with Weird Works and what do you want the audience to walk away with? It's a really good question. For me, I think, I think a lot of the intention behind weird work is to just sort of like I, it might sound cliche or you know might sound over the top but like i, I really want to just inspire people to 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 think differently about their own work you know like what what can you do that will bring you joy no no matter what it is i want people to to think about that and i want people to see the world you know a little bit differently when you learn more about these like kind of like subcultures or side parts of things like we had a, a conlanger those are somebody who creates constructed languages so like an example he he created dothraki from the show game of thrones like yeah. i can't watch anything now where somebody's speaking in some sort of made-up language and not be like oh my god that's amazing. Like, <laughs> that is amazing. Like somebody had to like come up with there's whole parts of this we're not even seeing. There's parts that are like this one dude in a room is crafting for this unbelievable production. And although it's one tiny, tiny piece of it, like it has such a huge impact. And so for me, like that's the part that I'm like so interested in is like ha having this like richer experience for people when they can understand the world and these sort of subcultures that on the surface they might look a little bit strange and a little bit out there but when you get to know them you're like yes this is awesome that you're doing that you know yeah 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 100 <laughs> brother uh, okay so sam we're at a part of the show called our podcasters picks yeah and this is where i asked today's special guests to give me their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy that we should be listening to. So Sam, take it away. All right, so my three. Um, the first one I wanna mention is Every Little Thing. Uh, yes. Every Little Thing to me is like, I love the show. It's just sort of all of these random questions that people submit and it's just so funny. It's so in depth. There's stuff like, where did pants come from? Or like, why do boys wear blue and girls wear pink? Like stuff you wouldn't think about, but once you get that question, you're like, I have to know the answer. So that's one, I love every little thing. Um, the next one out of like, that I listened to in the last year that was mind blowing was The Dream. Um, the Dream was incredible of like a whole expose on multi-level marketing companies. And like that one to me was like started with why why are your friends selling leggings on Facebook all the time to like huge political corruption scandals and all this other stuff. Like it just every episode built off the other one in such a way that was amazing. Um, and then the last one I want to just say is Heavyweight. 
Uh, heavyweight for me is like the most emotional podcast I've ever listened to. Like just just the last week I was listening to an episode and like no joke, like bald, like just, just tears rolling down the face at the end of the episode, like absolutely incredible. But the show is basically like the host, Jonathan Goldstein, very wry, very dry sense of humor, goes and helps people kind of unpack these issues from their past. And the each season is like so amazing of the stories he finds and the research he does and like working with these people to like uncover something that's, you know, been a weight on them over the years. Uh, Sam, to close up the interview, why do you podcast? Why do I podcast? I podcast because it's fun. I podcast because it's the most fun I think I could be doing. I love it, man. It's like being able to talk to people, being able to have like real conversations over over like, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Like I, I love just getting to know people and I just feel like so thankful that I get to to talk to so many people that are so interesting that I never would have been able to talk to. Wow. Man, Sam, you are the man. Thank you cool. so much for reaching out. I feel like it is, you know, you came into my life, man, and it was never the same, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Corey, I'm so happy to be here. This was awesome, man. This this show is great. I, I absolutely love it. Um, so happy to be a guest on the show. Really appreciate it. Nah, man, it's an honor. Everyone go check out Weird Works right now, man. You're a tremendous host, and Pa bless you, brother. Thank you. Stay weird. Stay weird, baby. (laughs) Stay weird. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Sam Balter. You can find Weird Work on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Six Sense. Music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, check out my other show, Silent Giants, which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pa bless everybody. Till next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.